Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, I'm speaking with Kathy Sexton. Kathy is a productivity and profit coach for small business owners. She helps them reduce the number of hats they're wearing, reduce the stress and days spinning out of control so that they can increase their productivity, reduce frustration, and make more money while having more time for family and friends. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Before we jump into more about your business, I'd love to know a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working. Um, I am a mother of um, one wonderful, fantastic daughter, and then I also have a wonderful stepdaughter and been married for 35 years. I've been in business for myself since 2003, and I am a quilter. The first part of our conversation is going to focus on your coaching journey, how you got your business going, and just the basic building blocks of getting that business started. So how long have you been coaching and what really led you to get onto that path in the first place? Well, I've been coaching since uh, shortly after I started my business in 2003. And how why I started my business, I have and been in accounting for 30 plus years and I got deathly ill and um, I realized that basically I was diagnosed with a life-threatening disease basically that would have taken my sight and also affected my heart and it come to find out it's all caused and induced by stress. Wow. So when I had to really start looking at my life And what was going on, it was mainly my, not my personal life, it was, I guess, personal, it's all personal, right? Mm -hmm. But my work life, um, you know, I was working for a company and I got to the point where I was, you know, going in earlier and earlier and then staying later and later. And I was just on the, you know, the hamster wheel, just going and going and nothing, it never seemed to get any better. It was always, I was just trying to stay above and that's really not how I usually tend to do things, but it was a situation that was like that. And um, so that's when I decided to maybe um, I needed to relook at the way I was living and, you know, working. And I decided to start my own business. And it's really interesting because a lot of people say, but isn't that stressful? Mm-hmm. And yes, it is, but it's my stress. I have the control. I wasn't being dictated by other people and then wanting something but not letting me do do it. Sure. So I started a small bookkeeping business, and shortly after I started, I realized that small business owners needed so much more help than just bookkeeping. They didn't have any structure. They didn't have any systems and processes in place. They were technicians. They just knew how to do their craft. Mm -hmm. And that's where I realized that I had a gift to be able to give them, to be able to help them. And that's really kind of where my coaching started is um, helping, you know, small business owners, you know, put in systems and processes in place to make their lives easier. And because I call myself a reforming workaholic, hmm. um, 
I just, I'm really passionate about not letting, helping other people not go down that same road. Um, because we can with, you know, it's so easy to get caught up. And even as a small business owner, I think it's even harder to get out, you know, to stay out of that workaholic mode. Yeah, I agree with that because I know just getting my business going, there's sort of this idea, well, for me anyways, I want to do everything, not just because, you know, I feel like I'll do it better, which I kind of do, but I just want to know how to do everything. I want to be able to dig in and, and know so that when I do get to the point where I can hire someone, I'll know what it takes and I'll be able to to hire the right person. I understand what you're saying because we can sort of take that to an extreme. Like you said, that hamster wheel of just going and going and doing and doing because with small business, there is never an empty to-do list. There's always things to do. Correct. Correct. So as you were getting this business going, you said you started out as a bookkeeper and then you saw a need and you started filling that need with the coaching. As you were getting this coaching business up and going, can you talk to us about maybe a low point or just a disappointment that you experienced while you were getting your business started? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, because of my um, choice to, you know, start doing the coaching and training and start going down that road, I wound up bringing a partner in um, who could oversee all the accounting stuff because I soon realized that I no longer wanted to do that kind of stuff. Mm hmm. Um, and after a little over two years of um, allowing her to be, you know, become a partner in my business, she basically locked me out of my own business. Oh, no. Um, so I lost everything and um, I had to really do some soul searching, you know, and it took me about three months to really say, what do I do? Do I start another bookkeeping business since I know that, and, you know, that's what my life has been? Or do I go down to the road of coaching and um, do what I feel like now is is was really my gift? Mm. And um, I chose to do, um, you know, the coaching. I realized how in, important that was. And so this was in 2010, you know, it was going to be a full coaching business. Um, and what my coaching business does is, is so different from... I don't know of anybody else. I'm sure there are some people out there. But since I have that that accounting background, that I bring that whole element into, you know, a business and um helping them to look at that. So, it was a very very low point, but I also am very very grateful that it happened. Right. On first glance, I'm sure everybody who just heard that story is like having this collective gasp of like, oh my gosh, I can just imagine showing up or just trying to go into the business and it just being like, you're just locked out, you're just shut out. And just that feeling of what the heck am I going to do now? But I love the way that you say, you know, it was sort of a blessing in disguise. It really pushed you into something that was really more of a passion for you anyways. Right. And, you know, when I look at it that, you know, um, that somebody else was looking out for me and knew that there was a better path for me. And that's the way I have to look at it. Right. So now you've been locked out of your business. 
you've made the decision to start coaching and you're building that up. Can you talk to us about a time when you finally felt like you were getting momentum with that business? Like, What was the tipping point for you when the clients started coming in more regularly? Well, I guess there were a couple different spaces in my... um you know, career since, you know, since that big change. But I think what I would rather share with everybody is um, just a year ago, um, year and a half ago, um, my di- my daughter was diagnosed with some serious, serious illness. And um, not that she's out of the woods yet, but um, at that point, we didn't know. Um, basically, her neck was ready to collapse. And um, mm-hmm. could have killed her. So mm-hmm. um, she had to come back and go through three major surgeries, live with us, you know, for you know, four months, you know. Sure. Um, and, you know, I realized that I could only do so much. So I took care of my clients. They, I was very transparent with everybody through this whole process because we did not know from one day to the next what was going to happen. Right. But I took the approach that everybody that I came in contact that I needed to be committed to in some way or another needed to know what was going on so that if they didn't hear from me, you know, they weren't saying, well, where is she at? What's, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't get back to me or whatever. And um, just a few years earlier, my husband had some major heart surgery. And during that point, I felt guilty. If I was with him, I felt guilty. I wasn't working my business. And if I was working on business, I felt guilty. I wasn't with him. Sure. So sure. this time was a totally different way. I, I did what I needed to do for my clients. Um, but I took care of my family and that's where I needed to be. And the, the outcome of that was, has been huge. Um, when it was time for me to really dig back in and get things going, um, the business just came. And I think it's really because I learned to just take one day at a time. I didn't stop. I continued to work. I continued to, you know, it was just on a much smaller scale. And, um, and my business is bigger and better than it has ever, ever been. Well, that's really great advice because you hear people say it, just do the work, just take consistent action, just do baby steps. We hear that all the time in business and you're living proof that even if it's baby steps, just doing it day after day is going to bring you the results. It's going to bring you the success no matter how small the actions are. Right. So when you wake up in the morning, it's like, what can I do differently today than I didn't do yesterday? Mm -hmm. And some days that was, I'm not going to do anything in my business, <laughs> you know. Sure. But, but then I wasn't feeling guilty that I wasn't doing because I made the choice. Right. You know, a lot of times people will, you know, measure their success when they hit a certain goal or, you know, maybe they set milestones that they want to reach. So can you tell us about what has been the biggest win or maybe just a favorite achievement that you've reached in your business? Well, it's quite interesting that you asked that because I just really connected with this um, just within the last, um, I guess, three or four months. But here, I'm here in St. Louis and um, we have, um, there's a yearly program that's called Joy of Goals. And I was asked to speak at that 
And I'm trying to now think, so I think it was right after, you know, all this had happened. So probably in 2010 or so. And, um, and part of that day, you know, you talked about some goals that you had. And one of the things that I mentioned to some, you know, to my group at the table when we were going through discussion is I would like to get to the point where people were finding me Mm. and then I wasn't searching and trying to swim through you know, massive amount of people to find those people that really are the, are my clients and who I need to work with. Right. And, you know, with what I told you earlier about what happened, you know, that's where it is right now is people either find me either from the internet or from, you know, a referral or they know of me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that, if I have to say that that's was something that, you know, I wanted to happen and it kind of goes to the, you know, if you think it and believe it, it's, it will happen <laughs> eventually. But I didn't recognize that until just a few months ago. I go, this is really happening. I don't have to be out there pounding the pavement constantly. You know, I love that story. I think that's so interesting because a lot of times we can get really caught up in how am I going to make this happen? You know, and we get so focused on that it has to be a certain way or we have to have control over it. And I think what you're talking about just really proves the point that if we just go about doing our business and we're authentic and we serve others and we're doing those consistent steps, there's going to be a point in time where we look up and we can actually say what I want is is coming to fruition. I don't know how it happened. I just went through the motions. I did what I had to do. And now it's coming to me. So what I'd love to talk about now is the future. So in your business, what are you most excited about creating next? Well, I am in the midst of right now of taking my business from more of a, I do virtual coaching now, but really taking it to another level virtually. Mm -hmm. And the first step is um, which will launch this, uh, this hopefully in October, or it will, I shouldn't say hopefully, um, a new program that's called Prescription for Success. And it's where I help small business owners to diagnose where, where they need help, you know, around mindset, productivity, um, all those type of things. And then the next step is, okay, diagnose. Um, what, what needs to change? You know, what's working? What's not working? And, and, and really where, what needs, what are those items that I need to focus on to change? And then the next is I call the care plan is okay, figuring out what are those goals? What does this really look like? And then the fourth part of it is the daily dose of medicine, basically. What do I do to make that happen? So I'm really, really, you've caught me at a time that I'm just really excited because I, kind of really feel like this is where I was meant to be. It's always good to get that knowing and then everything just seems to flow so easily when you're in the right place. Yes, yes, it does. Now, I'd like to move on to the part of the conversation that really focuses on what's working in business. One thing that a lot of coaches like to talk about is how are you making money? How are you earning money? You know, a lot of people just love to do the one-on-one sessions. And then a lot of people really enjoy creating multiple things. So like they may have books that they sell. They may have group programs. They may have online stuff. You've already talked about a couple of things. How are you earning revenue in your business today? 
How am I? Well, I'm earning um, revenue actually through doing one-on-one on-site coaching with um, clients, which takes a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, down to this point, I could only take one more of those clients. And that's the reason for my shift to the more virtual because I can affect more people. But that's where the biggest majority I do do, you know, some individual coaching, Mm -hmm. but it's more with working with the business owners um, and helping them just take their business from where it was. And it could be that it's struggling financially, or it could be that they want to grow it and they just don't know where to start. Um, uh, I have a 30 year old business where the son's taking over and, you know, and, and teaching him how to take charge and, and let the dad, you know, step back. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's been very rewarding for me as well as my clients. You know, a lot of the coaches, a lot of them are new. Some are experienced, but one thing that everybody seems to have in common is everybody's looking to grow their business. Everybody wants to book those discovery calls. Everybody wants to get new clients on board. So what is your favorite strategy for bringing new clients into your business? I think it kind of goes back to what we've already discussed earlier, and that is making sure that I'm providing value to my clients Mm-hmm. And I, that they're really getting value out of what I do and they are my best source of, um, you know, when they start making amazing changes in their business, they're going to tell everybody. Right. So getting the referrals. That, that is one's, you know, so that's, you know, the referral part and, and, and people seeing it. And then the other part is that I do invest in, um, someone to help keep my website as far as SEO and um, doing some of the automation part of it. Um, but I do have somebody that I've invested in that's that helps me because that's not my forte. And um, so if somebody's really looking for me, um, particular, you know, what I offer, they can find me a whole lot easier. And so between those two, I have, as I said before, not had to do Yes, I'm involved in a couple groups like networking, but they're really not networking groups. I mean, there's a little networking, but I don't, I no longer go to a networking event. Now, you've had your business for quite a while. So knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, if you had to give some advice to someone who was just starting out, what would you say should be the first thing that they would do? Or what do you wish you had done first when you were just getting started? I think probably the biggest thing that would make a difference is to believe more in myself. Mm. Um, because even though I knew I had, I knew I had a service that others wanted, um, really believing in my gifts and knowing that I could do it, you know, um, and it's something that I teach other people and it's, I call it the DNA of productivity, but it's the next action. What's the next action that needs to happen? So, you know, we make a lot of plans. We have to do a lot of stuff when we're starting a business, um, having those items prioritized and not looking at them as the result. And that's what we tend to do. We tend to look at things. I need to work on my website. I need to work on a budget. I need to work on these big things that are very overwhelming. So instead of that, breaking it down to what's the next thing I need to do. So I'm working on my website. What do I need? I need, I need pictures for my homepage or I need, um, 
this item for this page. You know, really, what is the next thing? And by doing that, you can, it's that one bite at a time type thing. And it's, so it's much easier to take that action because it's easy to say take action. But if you don't have yourself in a position to take action or know what you need to do next, you can still get stopped in your tracks. Sure. Now, as a productivity expert, if someone was just getting started and they're they're listening to this and they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I need to create myself a list and just sort of get started and do it one step at a time. What is the most productive way for people to to do something like that, to do the goal setting? Well, for somebody who's just really starting out, you know, definitely being a part of some kind of a mastermind or some kind of a group to collaborate because, you know, we only know what we know. Right. And um, there's so much that we don't know that we don't know we don't know. <laughs> so, you know, so being part of that so you can bounce ideas and all, and that type of thing. But it is really about, and, you know, productivity or, you know, starting a business, not starting a business. It really is um, getting all the ideas, getting all the thoughts, getting all the things that you need to do out of your head, because we can't organize it or prioritize it when it's in our head. Mm. So we have to, so I call it a brain dump. You do a brain dump, you get it all on paper, and then you can make some decisions with it. Is this something that needs to happen in this next week? Is it need to happen in this month? Does it need to happen in this quarter or this year? And by doing that, we can then take, you know, if you've organized things that way, then we don't need to worry about this year unless something, you know, because we got steps in this month or this quarter or this week that are going to help us get to that yearly goal or, you know, those long-term things. Right. But it's about then we can, we're looking at a much smaller list for this week. And then what am I going to do today out of this, out of this list? Right. So is it sort of like reverse engineering? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really good advice because I know that if you sit down and you think about, you know, these big, huge goals, that sometimes they just seem so overwhelming and you don't really know what to do first. So you just don't do anything. Correct. Working your way backwards from that. And then, like you said, giving yourself smaller goals or smaller tasks that you can work on each month, each week, each day. Do you go down that far to taking your big goal and then bringing it all the way back to even daily? Yeah, I, I truly believe, and I'm just going to throw this in here, um, especially for someone who's just, I mean, this is for anybody, but for somebody starting out, is we tend to forget about our personal goals. Mm -hmm. And that's where this should all start. You need to know where you want to be in five years personally, because your business is what's going to drive that to happen. And if we don't look at personal and we just try to look at business, then those might not be in, in, in sync with each other. Right. So it's really important. And then, yes, knowing what those, that goal is for 12 months, six months, and then, and, you know, reverse engineering it and then just breaking it down as far and far as you can. But that's the only way we can make those big things happen. Right. I love that. That's just such good advice to really look at where you want to be personally and then use that to help you create the business goals. Because if we're not working for something, 
what's the point of, of doing the work? Right. You know, we can all say, well, we want to make money. Sure. What does that really mean? And what does that look like? What does success look like for you? Right. Kathy, this has been so good. I've learned so much from you in just a short amount of time. And I'd like to finish up now with our final five rapid fire questions. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? I think believing in my gifts and sharing my gifts. What is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Really to take their clients where they are and not try to put them in a box. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. It's affected both personally and it's The Secret Code of Success by Noah St. John. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use and that you couldn't do business without. This is really, and I guess it is business related because um, I get business done by it, but it's really a program called Focus at Will that I can turn on and it will allow me to stay focused on the project I'm working on and I don't get distracted. Now, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? Are you on social? What's your website? How do we get in touch? Yeah, my website is theproductivityexperts.com. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can find me both those places. And um, I'd love to hear from anybody. And they can always email me at Kathy at the Productivity experts.com. Perfect. Well, I will get all of those links and all of those recommendations onto the show notes page. Kathy, this has been such a great conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for letting me share with everyone and hopefully um, inspired somebody. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.